Welcome to the Jamoti Podcast. We are all surrounded by amazing coaches and leaders. So let's get an inside look at not just what they do, but how they do what they do. After all, becoming the best versions of ourselves is Jamoti, just a matter of doing it. The Jamoti Podcast is powered by Sideline Interactive. Sideline Interactive is the leading manufacturer for high-quality, innovative scoring tables and LED video display boards that help coaches and schools bring more excitement to fans, create huge fundraising opportunities, and make their jobs easier. Visit sidelineinteractive.com to check out their amazing products. 96 points a game, you've averaged that, you know, over over multiple years. So it's not just a, you had one great team, uh, lightning in a bottle. You've been able to establish that type of culture with your team so your favorite style to play and teach what is it it's that I mean I, I grew up uh my father like a, a touchdown was a high school coach in San Antonio and he, he got a job at uh it was East Central High School and he got it in the early 80s and when he took over it was it was not a very good program it was a program that had physical talent but they were always undersized they were always uh, a smaller uh, team and he was playing against you know bigger more physical teams and and after two to three years being there, we had moderate success. Um, he came up with the idea of putting this group of guys in. He called them the wild bunch. And it was five guys. He'd put them in for a couple minutes, and they'd get out there and press and go and run. And, and the crowd would get so excited about that part of the game, they couldn't wait for the wild bunch to come in. They would all kind of watch. And then when they came in, they were, all of a sudden they were they – were, it was like a new energy went, you know, went into it. And, and something clicked in him, and, and he said, you know what, I'm just going to do that. I'm, that. That's kind of what we're going to do as a team because that's kind of what our personnel is anyway. It makes sense. And so uh, I think in 1984, 85, maybe he adopted that. And so from there, he took like that school and that program to heights that it had never probably imagined it would get to as far as the level of success they were able to have, not only like from a, from a, school standpoint, but what it did for the community, what it did to the city of San Antonio, how it kind of revolutionized the way basketball was played and it was so different. And so I saw that and it uh, it just always stuck with me. You know, I, I saw it as a kid, I saw it when I played in it um, and we, we had success with it. And it was always uh, a way that I felt like gave a player the most opportunity to uh, express themselves and be creative and, and, and play uh just kind of the game the way I felt like it, it should be played. And so uh you know in college I played a different style, had success. I just knew that that when I started coaching, you know, uh, on my own when that opportunity came, this is what I wanted to do. Now how I would do it and the ways I'd go about it were going to be probably different than what we did in high school and they are different. But uh the mindset's the same of of you know pressuring for 94 feet, you know, uh, make or miss. And that's why response is so important to us as far as our, 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 that culture pod talked about. There's no time, no time. There's no time. No, if you're, if you're, if you're celebrating a make, you're in trouble. If you're you're (laughs) mourning a a, a miss, you're in trouble. We, you know, we spend a lot of time. My, my assistant a couple of years ago did did a defensive breakdown and and static, you know, where a majority of our turnovers were happening, where a majority of our, you know, our, our positive plays and so much, uh, came to our ability to guard after um, the, the initial transition, after make miss, like the, the longer it took guys with the ball and balance, the more they struggled, the more success we had. And so we just, you know, with our guys, we talked at nauseam about getting to the next play because of how it impacts what we're trying to do uh, defensively. And so, uh, you know, our, our offense comes a lot of times, if we're good, it should come from our defense. 
um, you know, we should we should be able to turn uh, eyeball turnovers into um, into easier baskets. But we're going to practice that way. It's kind of why, again, the gassing out thing fits with us because yeah. of the urgency of of how we play. You just don't have time to 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 relax and and hope again. I mean, it, it, it like you said when we first started. You know, as a as a young coach, you feel like it's going to work, and you're going to beat everybody, and you're going to it's going to be perfect. And you realize along the way, man, there's a lot of flaws to it, and there's a lot of uh, you know you you will. I've been humbled more than any coach probably needs to be humbled uh, doing it, but I believe in it, and um, I think it's a fun way to play. I think it allows players to really, really uh, get the most. Out. And again, you got to recruit the players that fit it, but they get the most out of who they are. Uh, and it's not for everybody. People, you know, we recruit guys say they want to press and they want to do that. And when we're doing it and they realize, oh, crap, that mean, you mean like we're doing this for 94 feet. They don't realize how hard mm-hmm. playing fast at the speed you're talking about is. Every coach says, yeah, I want to play fast. Right. How fast? Yeah, how fast? Exactly. Like, right. <laughs> and, you know, the, and the other thing I, I, I learned from, from my dad and, and being around it is the idea that you have to be all in. It's hard if you're really going to do it. Like you got to be willing. I'm, we're going all in. Like rain, shine, whatever, win, loss. The minute you kind of – because it's all about imposing your will on somebody. It's, that's what it – for us, it's all about we're going to do our best. And that always success. We're going to do our best to impose our will. Now, you may beat us at it, but we're going to impose our will or try to on the game and influence how it's played. So it's played on our terms. And if you're better than us – which, as I've said earlier, there were 10 games in a row last year where teams were better than us at it, then, then, then hats off, and we got to figure out why. But it's not going to be – I just – I we can't – because, again, players are going to fight it uh, because it is hard and it is different. And the, I feel like the moment you kind of budge and you kind of start, we're going to fall back, we're going to – I. I you can kind of lose that. And so it's just kind of a battle of, 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 of it's just a mindset. And it's uh, something we work on every day. It's, it may become our practice. You would see it's, it's, it's just kind of, it's kind of who at this point, the, you know, the one thing that like we've been able to establish in, in the time I've been here is that that kind of takes care of itself, you know, like as far as the guys understanding how we practice, how we go about playing, like it's still, we work on it, but, it's not the struggle that it was. Obviously, when you first get some place and you're doing something different. How how long are your players able to be on the floor at any given time? You know, we looked at that's a good question. Um, we've we've dabbled with, you know, three minutes, four minutes. Uh, we we looked different periods. I think the 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 an indicator we talked to our guys about really if we're playing as hard as we should. In a 40-minute game, you should be able to play probably 23 to 24 minutes. Yep. It's probably right. Like if, uh, physically, if you're gonna, if you're really gonna uh, do what we're asking, and, and then now with, now with that means you got to sacrifice because that means the minutes you're playing are are lessened, and you're not playing 32, 33 minutes. But the have, possessions are more. So do you talk about more. that part? Because if they yes. can grasp that and yes. stop looking at the clock. Right. They'll yes. realize I can play for 24 minutes, but possibly get a quarter more possessions than what the dude down the road, down the highway right. is getting yeah. playing 40 minutes a game, 35 yeah. minutes a game. Yeah, no, that's good. I don't, we probably haven't 
uh, focus on that enough, but I like that and I'm going to use that because that is, uh, no, that's good. No, that's something that, uh, that it's a, it's a, it's a perspective that we probably haven't now touched on enough, but I like it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> my, my question then is, cause I'm, I'm really excited to hear more about what you're doing. What are some of your influences? Maybe obviously your dad, but then also other systems that you've seen that you're kind of pulling from, or is this just mm-hmm. something like mm-hmm. your dad made it up? And and then what are some things you're pulling from? No, there's multiple. My, my dad, obviously, we talked about my cousin, uh, Coach Van Landingham, Coach V. Um, he coached at McMurray back in the mid 90s. Uh, and they were, they were he, he did an unbelievable job. Then he, then he was a head coach at Our Lady Lake for a little while, did a great job with it there. And there's, you know, him playing for my dad. Uh, he, took some of what my dad did and put his own spin on it and from some of the mentors he had. And so I, I, I borrowed from him. Um, we went up and played Whitman college uh, five, six years ago. And cause we were, we, we won our, we were up there in a classic and we played on a Friday night. We beat, uh, I forget the team we beat. It. They were, they were, it was, it was a team that was a decent team, but, and we played well, we shot it great. And we played, you know, and I felt pretty good about it. kind of that. It was open tonight, but good about it. Well, I'd never seen Whitman play. I'd never, I just had heard they were really good and, you know, they've always been competitive and whatever. So I remember they were playing so Ross after us that night. And I remember I sat up in the stands and thought, Oh my Lord, like we got no chance. Like these guys are, like, these guys are really good. Like, man, I don't know if we're ready for this. And so we played them the next night. And I mean, cause they were just really like, I've never felt more helpless. Uh. <laughs> on a bench because uh, they were just coming at you and they were just coming at you and they were relentless and they were just like and it was like man these guys like props like after all i could say i mean like that was like that was impressive like like I, again i was aware enough to know like okay he is doing a much better job this than i am so i need to <laughs> talk to him and uh and he's been great i, I uh, uh i'm drawing a blank right now with the coach's name but i spent uh that off season i spent time uh on the phone with him Hmm. talking about kind of what they do his offense as well and just kind of how he taught stuff and i went and studied their film on synergy uh that year i mean i was again i was like man we gotta we gotta figure this because that in my mind is how we want to i want to like that's what we want to look like and 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 how do we get to that point uh and so i was again i was not it was not I had no issue calling him and, and trying to pick his brain and, and learn from him. So him, uh, Jeff Evans, a coach at Amarillo, Palo Duro High School, uh, he's a friend, uh, but also, like, he's somebody who I get a lot from. I mean, he is so good at what he does, and he is so – I mean, the man's – what he does with what he has uh, is off the charts. And if you see his team play – and it's phenomenal how hard they play, how the standard he holds them to. There's so many things he does from from how he, he, he watches film, how he coaches. Like, there are so many pieces of why why he wins at the level he does that uh, he's somebody, again, we're at this point, you know, I talked to him yesterday. We hadn't talked in two weeks. I think it's probably the longest he, he mentioned, probably the longest we'd gone in six years without talking to each other. Uh, and so he's a friend as much as anything. But but he's also somebody who uh, who is really, really our initial relationship 
started because of our our love for for pressure basketball and playing yeah. the tempo. And so, uh, you know, he is he's good. So I yeah I I try to I try to stay in touch with those guys. You know, I've got on the phone with Vance Wahlberg and and I've, I've talked to him and and tried to you know learn from him. But but immediate contacts and immediate in the past three to four years, those guys have have really influenced me. And anytime we play somebody who's good at what they do, um, last year we played Trinity down in San Antonio, man. They, it's funny. We, we beat Incarnate Word to start our, our open season. I should be a division one opponent. Everybody's texting me and, well, you know, you guys are this and that. And tell our guys, be careful, man, because we're playing a really good team here in three days. And, and I and it was, it was funny. That was on like a Tuesday night. And whenever we're driving back, we're eating pizza. Everybody's excited. We're, you know, we're really good. We think, and, uh, Saturday, uh, at, the game was at three, by like four 30, we were down 30 plus, uh, and the reality had set in, it was good for our guys. Cause like, Hey, fellas, just so you know, like this is, that was division one. These are division three players. Like this, again, this is a good level. So now you're seeing it, but his, uh, coach Smith just does such a great job with his, his pace offensively, his, his synergy numbers with his offense under four seconds or something is off the chart. Hmm. Uh, how how well and how fast they play. So I I you know I'll reach out to him and talk to him. I, I don't at this point, man. I don't have I don't have much much ego left in the you know. And so <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm no, kind of all ego. I, you really I'm kind of egoed out. Yeah, but so. you, you ha- it's a good nugget though. You're when you're playing against even even playing against opponents, if it's your level or not, and they do something that you like, they do something that makes you feel like. I mean, I've looked over at my assistants before and go, "Man, that was nice. I like that." Yeah. And and yeah. then, but then have the humility, like you're talking about, to call them up. And that is a great thing about this coaches fraternity that we're a part of is the uh, willingness for so many to share. You know, my yeah. my my next question though is like the because uh, coming going back to coming to faith brought that you know. Uh, uh, Hoff power style yeah. pressing yeah. we yeah. that's what we were doing with Wes yeah. Watson and McKinney and yeah. makes yeah. or miss we were in it you know read or yeah. rotate and dribble drive yeah. motion so loving it yeah. but then coach I wanted to go faster and I want so I started looking yeah. out to see who are the in my opinion the fastest of the fast how crazy can you get this yes and you turn to Grinnell yeah and you turn yep. to Greenville yep. yep I spoke to those guys yeah how much of that style or system are you incorporating? Do you ever dabble with the shifts because the shifts are extreme? Yeah, I've dabbled with the. Sh- I haven't necessarily dabbled with the. Even though I would love to, one thing me and Coach Evans talk about is a lot is how. And this is what my dad was really great at. I don't know if he meant to be, but like being resolute with what you're doing. And knowing it's going to be this, and there's beauty and simplicity, and we're going to do it. And yep. I remember talking to Grinnell, uh, maybe the son at the time, I Coach Arsenal. Yeah, maybe Coach Arsenal. Maybe yeah, a while back, and and just kind of what they did and the simplicity behind it, and how good it was. I've never had the courage to just do that necessarily, but we have dabbled uh, during the COVID year. Uh, we were having such a difficult time getting in practices. Mm. We were playing with masks on. And we were still trying to press. It was, it was crazy. Like we were we were playing less games than most opponents. We were having guys. We were following the guidelines very, very strange, which I was fine with, yeah. which was good. It was just making it challenging in games. And so we were we were playing. I forget who we were playing. Maybe at Sol Ross or something. And we 
late in the game, we kind of started doing the mass sub, you know, offense for defense for offense. We went from being down six with the minute and a half and we won the game. And I'm like, you know what, what if we did that for 40 minutes? What if we just like constantly sub defense? That would be kind of fun and different. Let's experiment with it because, I mean, it's COVID here. What does it matter at this point? Uh, and so we we dabbled with it a little bit. Um, haven't gone back to it. Uh, I don't know if I could. Uh, I think, again, it's something I think you got to be all in with. I know yeah. there was a, a women's yeah. coach in our league at Louisiana College, and uh, he did it, and he had a lot of success with it. Uh, he, he went to multiple NCAA tournaments, and his group was fun to watch, uh, and he was all in with it. And I just – I know I'm not – ready to be all in to that level you know and so i don't i don't um i haven't committed to it and i'm right where you are too because uh those those some of those tougher years that i've had before i went i went there i I even did a parent meeting before the season (laughs) about the shifts getting parents on board uh you know we're, we're a 5a tap school this is the purest style and i believe this it's the purest style of basketball that there is because when you take when you take the fear for a player of I'm on the bench, when am I going to go in? You take that away because they know there's a shift chart that you're yeah. up soon. When you mm-hmm. take the fear of when am I going to get pulled out of the game off the table, you, they know they're going to come out. In yeah. my opinion, you get the fastest, most chaotic, and clear-headed players. Like there's. So I witnessed that we were six and one doing it, averaging 94 points a game and the purity, man, of seeing the joy from guys yeah. 12 down, all get being a part of the game. You're better, you're better players, you know, being in, but that that's where we went back to the very beginning. Can you convince them that don't right. look at time, look at possessions, you are playing right. more possessions, but yeah. coach, it, it one, I think at the high school level, it's difficult because if you add in football players, right. And then right. all of a sudden this, this, I mean, the chemistry that you have is so important with that style. And then if you, some of your better players start to think, you know what, I'm not, I'm not into this getting the same amount of time as 12, you know, right. it, it fractures. And I, I don't think I was ever close to getting fired, but we, I did have a meeting with my AD after that year. And so, yeah, about you can't do that. And here's another thing, too, with that style of play. I mean, we called it wild. Two on the ball, two interceptors, one safety everywhere. Everywhere. Always, always. Like, no stopping. I loved it. I'm the kind of personality that, especially once you see it work, we're down 20 game, we won by 20. Like, oh, coach, it's like I've never done crack. But I, I would yeah. imagine that's what it's like. <laughs> like this is great. How yeah, can yeah. how can I go back? Like that's what right. I felt. But uh, the the defensive side of it, I, this is one thing that's helped me. I think players and parents, they may not be able to see everything that we see, but they have to be able to understand to a point. Right. And when our football coach, whose kid played on our team, asked the kid to ask me defensively what's our purpose what's our goal i do not see it we're at we're turning them over 30 times a game and then if they're scoring it's super quick so we didn't even care about that just get the ball back they couldn't see it and neither could my id and so like you uh i i've just had to choose what's the fastest we can go that helps us win but it's not to the point where we're losing a sense of 
uh, of what I guess what basketball is or I don't know what, it, what it's yeah. supposed to be. Quote unquote. Yeah, yeah. you know, we played yeah. uh, two the 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 COVID fall that year. This was 2019. We played. We went up to Pacific, and they were they were they were doing it. They were they were all in. And I remember watching on film and just being extremely concerned about how we were going to combat this. Because I mean, it is, and it's, and it's, and I'm watching it also kind of envious a little bit, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, like man, this is, this is fun. Like this is, this is it, you know. And so we played them that night in the first half. They were drove us. We ended up coming back and finding a way to win, but also like we kind of had better players. You know that kind of helped us with that, and his the system allowed him at that time to be in games, not necessarily just with us, but in general with opponents that he probably didn't belong in games with. And I think that's the great thing. It's kind of like if you, if, I don't know, I've always thought if you could do it right, it's it's kind of a great equalizer, right? Like it's kind of like the air raid whenever Mike Leach first got the tech, like that equalized the talent gap that allowed texas tech to move up as high as number two or three in the country because it spread everything out yeah. and it made get created more space it allowed for and it was simple allowed for more opportunities it allowed now as time has gone teams got the teams of better player bigger player more athletes whatever got that implemented and now that advantage was kind of gone that you had before. And so it's like, I think with that, if you, if you have the right pieces, I think what it does, it allows you to stay in some games. And I think it also allows you to avoid losing games. You shouldn't lose. Cause I think, it, I think it could also, like it allows, if you have better players, it, it, I don't think it allows teams to stay in games because you're not, you're not, you're forcing them. You're imposing your will. I think the better team is going to win almost all the time. And mm -hmm. if it's not them, then that's what's going to happen. But right. if it is them, that's what's going to happen. Right. And But yeah. then there's also, like, if you watch any of some of those videos from back in the day, the it, it's uh, in the locker room, it's the idea of, guys, we're not going to talk about winning and losing. Hey, there's people that pay to watch you play. Let's put on a right. show. Let's and the pistol, the pistol Pete in me, uh, you know, is yeah. one of my idols. Like, it, yeah. I love that. But again, going back to you, because behind my little plaque there, all my Grinnell books are back there. There's about six of them. <laughs> uh, yeah. and, and I even read a book about how to do it down through your junior high. It's called the mongoose system. It's actually a brilliant basketball book on how to teach wow. pressing shifts, offense to young kids, third grade, all the way up. But yeah, going back to you, what defensively have you done to be able to where, you have this the tempo that you want, but you're not just giving up layups, yeah, yeah, yeah. like that. Oh, I think. Um, well, some of it is we are a little more conservative off misses. I think I mean, we still press, but it's uh, usually it's either we usually have assigned ball stops and 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 guys filling lanes. Uh, we've done we've done a couple of different missed shot defenses where we've kind of pressed almost run a defensive break off of an offensive miss where we're we're, we're ball stopping we're covering basket ball side we're covering spots um and then we've also run uh kind of a a, a two two one off misses 
because we, we, we there was a while we were running two two ones on makes and misses. I remember we went down to um, A&M Corpus. It was an exhibition game. We went down there that fall 2019, and we lost. But in the game, I think we forced 49 turnovers. Uh, and it was because we were just so locked in to kind of our spots and, and where we were playing. Um, and so we, you know, we do, we, 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 we try to be really aggressive, you know, before the catch. Um, and then once the ball gets in half court, we're still pressuring, but we also spend a decent amount of time in practice uh, working on half court defense, which I'll help that's Yeah. Go ahead. No, I'm sorry. How, how do you how do you help them with the mentality of we want to take chances and 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 help it? Because I, I think a lot of players, especially if they're terrified of making a mistake from their coach, if the culture is I make a mistake, I'm probably coming out or I'm done. Yeah. I mean, in that style, you need them to be. How do you no, create no. the aggressiveness that you want? I think it's a I think it's an everyday practice uh, mindset. It's um, it's 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 working on conversion sequences. It's playing three on three from a uh, uh, a conversion uh, space. It's it's four on four continuous. It's, it's setting up all your a lot of your defensive drills to to dictate that. But also, I think it's communication. I think it's it's uh, talking to the guys about why you will come out of a game and why you, and it's not going to be from missing a shot or necessarily taking a, a risk, it's going to be from not playing hard. Yeah. And not, 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 we just yell constantly, get ahead of the ball, sprint ahead of the ball. Like we're, we're, we're constantly on them about uh, just not loafing, like I, I, getting ahead. And, and we want to be aggressive early. And, and uh, then we, we always tell them, let's, let's be aggressive early and we'll, we'll scale back. Like we can fix some of that. We can fix those those uncalculated risks that are being taken. We can have you understand, okay, this is why you want to go here on, on a blindside trap and why we want to rotate behind you and how we need to fill spaces on that. Um, but it's but early on, we're not going to get caught in correcting that. Mm-hmm. Like we're not going to correct guys running through a lane at the wrong time or getting out of position on inbounds or maybe, maybe bumping on an inbound foul. Like we're not going to – the first two weeks of practice, we're not – month we're not correcting any of that we're just trying to get them to think about one thing and that's just playing as hard as you can play on defense um and and making sure we we try to protect the paint once we get across half court uh and then offensively uh getting to the paint and playing uh unselfish and so we i I think one you know on the offensive side thing that has been helpful for some of our players is we don't necessarily uh i don't think guys feel pressure to make shots I think it's maybe the same thing with defense. Like they don't need to feel pressure about not taking chances. We usually don't sub it unless you are taking bad shots or unless right. you're, you know what I mean? Unless you're, if you haven't put the time in to get the shots, but we're not, it's, I, I think it's, it's emphasis. And for us so much about what we emphasize is, are you playing hard? And, and that's step one. And then we're going to define that, what we're looking for. And we're going to show you with guys who have been here, this is what it looks like, and this is what's expected. Now, I think if you get too technical too early, you can um, you take away some of that aggressiveness. That's a good you know, point. I, you know, yeah. I think if, if, if they're thinking about stepping here, coming here, my, my which foot's up, which foot's back, I think if you, you can you can kind of you know really stunt growth. And so it's like, no, let's 
let's show what our footwork looks like, but let's not harp on that. Let's harp on you, you weren't sprinting back to get ahead or you weren't, you didn't come over and trap and come up and take a chance or that ball went to the basket and you weren't on your guy immediately making the inbound tough. That's in our system. That's a loss. That's like giving up a layup. If we allow the ball to go through the net and they can bring it in uncontested. That's an L. And yeah. so it's like, you know, that you have to, we, and we got to, and we, we want to celebrate that. We want to value that. We want to make sure they know that is like big to, to what we're doing. And then again, that's where my assistant helps and he's able to put together some statistical numbers that, that, that show them clearly. It's not just because we want to, but it leads to the, these outcomes. Yeah. It's kind of like full speed effort, but with bad footwork is way better than perfect footwork half speed yeah if like you're gonna you'll, press you'll take that yeah like you'll take the uh, the first one yeah. all day long and because yeah, the and we'll, other will you yeah. can work with yeah you can fix it you can fix you can fix getting your thinking show film you can bring them in yeah. you can you're an individual you can fix that what you can't fix is somebody who does and if you're gonna if you're gonna try to play this way you can't fix somebody who's not understanding the idea of conversion and the idea of making inbound difficult and the idea of sprinting to get ahead of the ball. Like if you don't do that, um, you know, little things and showing your goal, we talk a lot about basically jabbing and retreating off the ball. So we're constantly, looks like five guys are guarding one and we're constantly mm. foot faking. You know, just little things that like, these are pillars that we want to be good at. And then we'll really try to dive into which is why early on, I, don't know, early, I think it's part of the reason we struggle early in the season a lot of times because uh, we're we're so focused on that part of it that it probably leaves us uh, a little less prepared in other aspects of our game. You know, one one more thing. So offensively, because you attack the paint so well, and I would imagine the pace is, you're playing in space more, you probably utilize the three point line pretty well is there a certain amount of attempts you're trying to get every game or is it just when they're there take them you don't focus yeah. too much yeah we it's when they're there we we've really tried to work a lot recently on the offensive side of playing off two a lot of nashes and barclays even though i've been told I need to update those names because our players don't really know who barclay is and don't know nash they so need to adjust coach. Yeah. those <laughs> names are fine so we we do and we, we work uh, the thing and you I think you would understand this as a former guard and, and, and guy who handled and, and played the way you did that the idea of like, we want our guys off the ball to know where to go based off penetration. So we will X different spots on the floor. We'll, we'll put, we'll put squares for like spacing where we're going for our initial spacing. Cause we have our, our offensive flow is we call it space action movement. We want to make sure every time we're on offense, we have checklists. We, we get our spacing right, whatever our action is, we execute, and then we move based off that action. And so we're constantly breaking that down. And so we'll have our boxes for our spacing, and then we have different X's on the floor for our action or for our movement so that once we create an advantage, the other four guys know where to go, which I think really empowers the ball handler. Because if I have an advantage, and so many times you hear coaches talk, and I used to talk about get to your spot. Okay, we have an advantage, play I play on playing space and do a one more, but I don't think like I want to construct that so our guys understand where what that looks like. And then once they know what that looks like, let the flow of play happen, but create structure in that flow. Because I don't know if guys can create that structure on their own out of advantages. So we want to mm. really, really spend time and we spend a ton of time in practice 
working on getting to advantage spots. And we and we work a lot on the push-pull theory uh, idea of if the ball is dribbled at you, pushing away, if it's dribbled away, pulling behind, and feeling behind on all penetrations. Uh, and we really, whenever we get flowing, uh, we've had some offensive like success with doing minimal uh, of, of actions, but being pretty good at times of of getting to our we could we just we, I mean we yell and always get to your exes like yeah get the it, spots yeah yeah, yeah. well and, and get to these designated spots and yeah. don't don't watch like the ball's dribbled you have a job to do when that ball is dribbled away from you you are constantly moving but not but but moving with intention. That's right. Because I, I don't want to tell them just move and, and, and get open. Because you, don't you don't want to have Will Farrell going rover, you know, in the middle right. of the court, like right. yeah, exactly. semi pro. Yes. yes, you don't want to have Jackie Moon. That's right. Uh, and, and so you, I'm going you, rover, coach. You will you not want, go you, rover. You want to minimize rover. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. so like we, we spend so a lot of our offenses is based on that. And uh we really uh, adopted that the last two years and i think uh it's it's been something that uh, i think again i'm always looking to tweak and get better at but uh during the pandemic i was able to spend a lot of time like a lot of coaches uh studying and getting on zooms and being around people who who could help me with some of this and and or, or watching people and not necessarily being around them, but watching people and, and uh getting better so um, I believe in I believe in that because I think that movement stuff is is applicable to anything you do. I think mm. everything you do in basketball, you're trying to get an advantage. Whatever you run offensively, it's just once when, I, when you have the advantage, do your players know what to do and where to go? And if they do, then I feel like offensively, you're going to have a really good opportunity to be successful. I think one one thing I've learned from playing running less plays but putting concepts together for players to make plays is that it's not as simple as just letting them attack or be aggressive the organization mm-hmm. and the structure that you have to have to truly play fast and free yep. with players just creating on their own if yep. there's no structure they yep. will be all over each other in a heartbeat 100%. and yep. advantages will disappear. Because, yeah. It, it takes a lot of control it, to play it, fast. It takes, you know, and it takes, uh, we say we want to try to structure every unstructured situation. So whether it's turnovers, whether it's advantage, whether it's offensive rebound, whatever is unstructured, we want the guys to know where to get to. We don't want to do become structured from the standpoint of we're setting up and organizing, but we want to have structure behind that. So that I don't think, again, like you said, I don't think you can keep an advantage if you don't. I think you're going to shrink gaps. You're going to run into each other. You're not going to have the space you need. You I don't, cut I don't at the wrong mean. time. Make yeah. the wrong read. Yep. Yeah. Coach, I'm um, going to steal that. Uh, the yeah. being structured and unstructured moments like that. That's really yeah. good. It's really yeah. good. Thank you for checking out today's episode. Please take a moment to subscribe to this podcast. Share it with your fellow coaches and find us on social media for what's coming up next on the Jamoti podcast. It's just a matter of doing it.